Why are you it's doing a bonus it? episode. Okay, but why the Nickelodeon song? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think it was the Nickelodeon song. Nickelodeon. That's what you were doing. <laughs> Anyways, why are we doing this bonus episode? Because you wanted to? I meant, what are we doing it about? The Shining. The, the Shining. The Shining is why we're doing it. I don't think you shine. I don't think you do. I totally shine. No, you don't. Um, no, we just today watched um, Dr. Sleep. And it's got my beautiful baby boy, Ewan McGregor, who's like 20 years older than me. Yeah, I like Ewan. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's one of my favorite actors, which is why I really wanted to go see it. Um, but we're going to just talk about the the difference and similarities between the two movies because they're not, they're just related. They're not the same thing. No, The Shining, the, it's more, it was a sequel to The Shining. It was like a, yeah, it was a sequel. Mm-hmm. I was about to say soft sequel, but then I was like, no, it's actually just a full sequel. Yeah. Um, but just to save, to let you people, other people, you people, <laughs> to let the listener base um, see it, I thought we would just lightly talk about it, just about some themes we saw. Some spoilers. Mild spoilers, not the entire ending of the film or anything, or anything important like that, but just some light spoiler information uh yeah anyways what were your thoughts well i thought we should talk about the shining first okay what did you like about the shining the shining was different um the shining for me was really interesting mostly for the cinematography and thematic points of views they were looking at like what what it was trying to get across in the big picture and less about like character interactions character growth and all that stuff but mostly i was just like "Ooh, pretty like sometimes well i would say stanley kubrick who was the director uh what he was particularly good at doing um in his time i think is generating moods Mm -hmm. and if there was one thing that 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 the shining does is it brings across the moods very well yeah there like there was a vibe about each character that you got from like the moment you saw them or the moment they started talking everything from uh oh i forgot the actress's name but the one who plays the mother Mm -hmm. uh everything from her quirky sense of dress style yeah and it is quirky and i have like i sort of sometimes dress like her so that's why i was like i hate it but i like it (laughs) oh no it's it's definitely it was unique Mm -hmm. um everything from that to uh like scatman crothers um the way he talked to danny yeah um about the shining and how that was introduced It, it was so subtle yeah they, it wasn't like this is what the shining is it was like he got talked to in his head by the spoilers for the shining question mark uh, but he got but the, the kid got talked to in his head and then you have to sort of figure it out after the conversations happened 
and I was just like, it's kind of jarring at first when you hear it because you're like, what's going on? Is this some sort of supernatural film? What is he making things up in his mind? Or, you know, what's the kid thinking? Like, is the kid making this up? Yeah, but it, the strange thing for me is The Shining. I mean, even all, everything that happens to Danny and, you know, that family is interesting in and of itself. But it wasn't necessarily centered on Danny. It was centered on Jack Nicholson's character, mm-hmm. the father. And uh and the hotel itself in the hotel had a personality a really creepy personality honestly i love her (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah i'm not a fan wouldn't want to live there i mean great great aesthetics uh loved it love that 70s vibe but no uh (laughs) yeah the crazy the twins alone Mm. honestly danny Danny, you'll come play with us forever. forever. <laughs> oh, that's the worst line in the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> creep factor there. Yeah. Like, along with just the visuals, I think the one thing that, like, I had a hard time with Jack Nicholson's character because he, from the get go, I was just like, I hate you. And this is just from rewatching it. I hadn't watched it in a while, but I was just. I was immediately put off by his vibe and you said later in the film you you were like i think the reason why you don't like him is because he has a superiority complex and believes that he married below himself and i definitely oh that definitely that. comes out and it was i think they only got married because she got pregnant yeah and despite that he tried to make it work but that that harsher side of his personality took over and i think they actually address that in dr sleep in a very interesting way yeah like it it's it's not redeeming in any way but it under you understand why the hotel chose him because the hotel doesn't affect her until the end she doesn't start seeing things until the end yeah and that's under severe stress and distress yeah and even though it affected Danny, it didn't infect Danny. Yeah. Because he had the protection. Yeah, because of Scatman Crothers' character. Mm-hmm. Um, which you... I don't know. It His character was uber cool. Yeah, I think he's one of my favorites, if and, I were to rank him. And it actually makes you, like, super sad that he without him without his sacrifice danny and her don't live and you don't get the second movie you don't get dr sleep because that that was the pivotal moment in Mm -hmm. the whole film because his his simple arrival three things happened in that with his arrival and it was a sacrifice Mm -hmm. yeah but it was a noble sacrifice yeah it wasn't a just uh you know oh look another death oh yeah oh sad he he knew what he was getting into too like you could tell when he was talking to his friend about the snow cat mm-hmm. um he he was like i need this and it was just very solemn it wasn't like panicked it's like he knew he was gonna get there and he knew what was gonna happen Oh, I wouldn't say he knew, but he had an expectation yeah. that it was not going to be good. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I think my absolute favorite thing from The Shining was the maze. Yeah, I mean, you you have like a very strong affinity for maze films. I feel like because you have them. You you really liked like you grew up watching <laughs> like Labyrinth, and then um, when the Maze Runner come out, I was like, eh, about the Maze Runner. But you were like, this is dope. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. But now you're just like <laughs> you're all about the mazes. You're like hell yeah mazes. <laughs> well, do you remember that time we went to? Oh, I can't remember the name. The weird island out there. Before we'd go to Seattle, we'd stop by that island. Okay, there's an island from uh, Bremerton. In and then Whitby? from not Whippy. It's a it's a smaller one. I forgot the name of it though. Um, no, I don't. Anyway, there was a maze in a churchyard that I made <laughs> you guys stop at and and do, and it was not a hedge maze. It was just a maze in the ground. But I actually made you guys stop there and, yeah. and go check this out. I was hoping it was going to be bigger, but when we got there, it was sorely disappointing. I remember, I remember the disappointing maze. I just don't remember where it is. But I still did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why did you make us come out here, mom? Because <laughs> I wanted a hedge maze. I wanted a giant hedge maze, but that's what I got. But visually in the film, it is stunning. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely beautiful. And the way it's done at night when Danny's running through there, you're just like, Oh my gosh, this is a, a five-year-old boy. Is he going to be able to do this? Because he can totally follow his prints, you know, and you're just, you're panicked. You're like, oh my gosh, his dad's going to catch him. This is going to be horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on how much you underestimate Danny, I feel, because I feel like Danny, despite the fact that he's a child, he's very intelligent and he's pretty... um like, especially after the creepy lady gets at him. He's pretty pretty aware at that point. Yeah, because it, he reached out to Scatman from that distance. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Scatman sitting there looking for Danny. Danny reached out and was able to reach him. So, yeah. Ha, yeah. So, that leads us to Dr. Sleep. I don't know what we can and can't say. <laughs> Well, yeah, I did. I did want to say um, the part that's probably going to stick with me after the second watching of The Shining um, is Jack Nicholson's performance um, when he's going to kill his wife. He's like, <laughs> I forgot her name, but he's like, darling, light of my life. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. And I was like, oh, I love this. I was like, oh, that's the best part of well, the entire film. Well, I think it was the first time he was honest. Yeah. Like he's like he's sitting there just being like, just leave me alone and like ignoring everything that's happening. And then he's finally like, all right. Like, <laughs> like, like. Well, I think the saddest part of his character was he blamed, I mean, he didn't know any better. Like, it's like he blamed every mishap in his life on on everybody else instead of taking the responsibility on himself. He made these decisions, not her. Mm-hmm. And it was painfully obvious, but he was going to blame her yeah. for all of his his decisions. Yeah. And to me that that's the saddest part of his character is because i mean wouldn't you want to own i mean as a person a person i like to own the responsibility when i mess up 
and not try and put it on everybody else because that makes you absolutely miserable. Yeah. So I, I guess I identify with that part of his character plot and but you can't 100% uh, blame the booze. You know, the alcoholism. Oh, it's, not, it's not the alcoholism. The alcoholism was an escape. It's a, it's a part of his personality. It's just his personality type. Like, if I were to blame, it would, like, if I were to talk about anything about alcoholism, like, being, being the problem, like, it would be Ewan McGregor's character because he... He used alcoholism as a as a crutch to deal with his trauma. Well, I don't think it was just his trauma because it numbed The Shining. Yeah, and he didn't. Then he didn't have to deal with any of the extra. Yeah, but in general, like moving on to Doctor Sleep, I do think Doctor Sleep is a very good ode to the original film. That's my personal idea. It has a lot of like similar shots it has it follows a lot of the same kind of like themes and it builds on what the original shining was what it was trying to convey oh we did miss one thing from the shining Hmm. the uh spoilers major probably spoilers for The the, the shining um but it's been out for a while so sorry um is the Jack Nicholson's character, were you watching the screen at the very end when they showed the picture from the 1920s? Yes. Yeah. So it was basically he was a reincarnation and he was supposed to be there the whole time. He was just taking his place. Yeah. So somehow he had escaped the original um, curse or whatever you want to the, the hotel put on certain people there only to return. Yeah. And... Yeah, so that in a, in a, in itself was very interesting. Um, I, I don't, don't know that, how that... I don't think that played into Dr. Sleep at all. No, I don't think it did. And that's okay. I, I don't think it needed to. I think, I think The Shining explores that and ends that. Because I feel like the connection to the hotel isn't what Danny was about. No, it, it was different. And yeah. that I understood. Um, I just... I, and I, like I said, it wasn't disappointing, but I guess if anybody's going to Dr. Sleep and that was not, it was, it's not a uh, remake. Yeah. Like Dr. Sleep's theme, the, when I think, when I, when I was watching Dr. Sleep, it was, I spent a lot of time like noticing and and I always like sat up and looked at you like the whole time when I noticed something, but I think I think I do want to talk about the reoccurring characters because they can't they didn't get Jack Nicholson or any of the original people to do it. I don't know who's dead and who's not, but um, but the but the Jack's still alive. Okay, well, <laughs> he's he's probably pretty old by now. Don't worry. <laughs> he um, still sounds the same, though. Yes. But having, like, the new actors in those situations, I did like the kid Danny. I liked the guy who played the replacement of the cook. Scatman. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that actor is actually one of my favorite actors. I cannot remember his name for the life of me right now, but he was in Buckaroo Bonsai, mm-hmm. which is like one of my all-time favorite movies. And he was also in Alias, the TV show. Yeah. So he's really good. And he did do it. A really good job. Yeah, I thought for that he character. actually really did the care. Like he, he must have watched The Shining like two or three times or something, and like practiced because he really did get that character like on point. And the kid is playing a traumatized version of Danny, so I thought that he did a really good job. Um, and then you and McGregor taking that and having to like create a personality, a full fledged adult personality. I thought that was really all well done. Yeah. I guess one thing that I'm trying to, like, formulate thoughts, like, around, like, why you should go to see Dr. Sleep or why you shouldn't go to see Dr. Sleep if you're not into that thing. But I don't know. I'm having trouble. Well, let's see. Um, A warning. uh, Probably not a good movie for children. Just like The Shining is not a good movie for children. Why would that ever be a concept? Because I've gone to movies where people took children that they probably shouldn't have. Okay, so <laughs> I'm I don't not even going to yell at you about this because this doesn't even make sense for me. Because the way that people parent nowadays is that they look at the ratings and then they look at why that rating is. Because there's a whole thing. There's a whole website. Oh, I understand <laughs> that because people I was a parent. Yeah, I know. But people aren't that stupid anymore. Like, I... People, Dude. people will just complain that their kids can't go see it. They won't. And, and I don't think any kids want to go see Dr. Sleep. No, like, no five-year-old's like, oh, yeah, I love The Shining. Let's go watch Dr. Sleep. Okay. <laughs> so the time that you guys were kids and we went to see, like, one of the most brutal, like, sadistic <laughs> films I've ever seen. And there were five-year-olds in the audience you guys weren't you guys were pretty old by that time okay and but we you wouldn't even let you go see that movie so yeah there are some i'm just get over it okay i'm gonna cut all this out because this is stupid it's not stupid i don't think i don't think that's necessary i just don't think like i don't think you should have to warn people to not go see a film fine if if it's like inappropriate for kids <laughs> Again, it's some rated R. D- some people don't look <laughs> at ratings. <sighs> I was mainly trying to get to the saggy boob lady because that was the like crux of between the films that that was like a major thing in both films. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can talk about the way the hotel um made an impact on Danny. And it like it just and like it doesn't it doesn't go away, like the the hotel is still there. It's still doing its thing. Oh, I did like this subtle thing, um, and most people might overlook this, but for some reason, it's a Stephen King thing. If something bad is happening, it's usually because y- you place something on an Indian burial ground, and amazingly. That's why everything goes wrong in this in the shining too. <laughs> I guess I guess I have my thought now. Um, in regards to like crossover between the films, I do think that they used the sets in a really creative way. Not only did they use the camera work in a really interesting way, but the sets were 
um, implemented into this film to make you be like, because if you really, if you go see Dr. Sleep, watch The Shining like the day before because there are sets from that film, there are shots from that film that are all implemented into Dr. Sleep in order to create that ode to what the original Shining was. And like that's why that's why I, I was so excited like the whole time is because there was there was moments there was moments of almost identical music there was moments of almost identical shots but it was darker yeah instead of happy like it was supposed to be like yeah. it, in in it, it it was almost a juxtaposition of the original is what i would say because when you're walking through the hotel in Doctor Sleep, it's it it's the same hotel, but it's not. Yeah, it's yeah, and they did a really good job with that. I thought. Yeah, and like like the reasons why I would say go is for that the actors, everybody they got to do the acting in the film. I thought that it was really good. Like I really liked almost all the actors in the film. Oh, I loved um, Crow. But he's also one of my favorites. I, I was like, man, I have a new D&D character. He's also really hot. Like, the whole time. I was so distracted. Are, are you sad you didn't watch Longmire now? Because he's a major character on Longmire. Yes. <laughs> and I actually might now pick up Longmire <laughs> if I need to make a new D&D character. Because that's the new D&D character. Oh, the overall band chick the 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 bad group of people with the leader chick yeah yeah i have no i know i know her from something but i cannot place her I and that was the first time that's happened <laughs> but we we have to a special shout out to the uh twin peaks giant you're awesome yes i was i was sitting there like he he shows up on screen he's he's one of the people in the bad people group and I like turned to mom and I was like, that's the Twin Peaks giant. That's the Twin Peaks giant. And I'm like, no, it's not. Cause I didn't recognize him until he spoke. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I that is him. <laughs> I know this. And it's just, I love him so much just cause of exclusively his look because he just looks so like alien to me. Ah, but his accent is also very specific, mm -hmm. which is why I love him. Yes. But like actors aside i also thought that the cinematography was really well done in its own way um i know it wasn't like stanley kubrick but it was an ode to him so it was so it felt it didn't feel like him but it felt like a celebration of that film yeah, you could definitely see the love for the original Shining in this in this uh, sequel. Yeah. But otherwise, there's a lot more that I would like to talk about, but it gets into the details of what the film is exploring. And I guess what the film explores is what the Shining is. Like, what, what makes a person shine, um, different levels... Who exploits that, etc. So if that's what you're looking for, like if you feel like you never got that answer from the original film of what 
of what Danny's actually experiencing, it does go over that. Yeah, you really get to uh, understand. Um, see, I've never, I gave up reading Stephen King books after one because I did not like the way he write, wrote, but I love Stephen King movies. The problem is I never know what I'm missing <laughs> because I only watch the films. Yeah. So I I can't speak whether or not um, the, the Shining is explained very well in the original Book. Shining. No, movie. Movie. Yeah. So, um, so I was actually really excited for Dr. Sleep. Um, and once I realized where the movie was going, which direction it was taking, I was actually really excited for that more supernatural aspect. Because in the original Shining, there was very little supernatural. Yeah, it was just kind of like a descent into madness. That was it. Well, it it also had the telepathy and some other well, things. If you're going to really talk about what The Shining is, like I, that's what I would simplify it to. Yeah, it made it seem like uh, they were mildly special people. Yeah. Uh, but it goes more in depth Yeah, in Doctor Sleep, which was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> that's all I can really say without going into spoilers. Spoilers, but um, yeah, I I wanted to do this just to just because I thought it would be interesting to do kind of a shorter episode. Also, we are going to be skipping like a full episode, and that's where this filler comes in. Um, our next episodes episodes are going to be about. What it's not necessarily post-apocalyptic. No, no, dystopian. dystopian. Yeah, we're going to be talking about which dystopian future you want to live in. No, we're going to be comparing original dystopia. What what like stuff like 1984 portrayed dystopia as to what dystopia is now, like how popular it is, like things like the 100 and... Um, you're not going to make me talk about the 100, You're going to have you? to talk about the 100. Do I have to watch more than the first nope. couple of seasons? Nope. Because <laughs> that's all I watch. <laughs> yeah. Just just talk about what you know. Um, but like the 100, um, the Hunger Games, Maze Runner, like those kinds of things, like the tween, the tween post-apocalyptic... You forgot the good one, Divergent. Okay, I prefer to... You didn't read the books. I did. No, you didn't read the Divergent books. Okay. <laughs> I did. But yes, we're going to be talking about those and um, what happens, or just like the f the first one that's going to be coming out, we're going to talk about the original dystopia. So expect that in two, a week. In a while. In a, in a bit. How's that? We don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to stay mentally healthy. Check us out on all of the things and um, rate us on iTunes. Those things. Tell us how horrible we are. And um, and tweet me at the at Ego Eclectic to tell me what I should do. Thanks. Uh, bye. Pretty please. Pretty. Pretty please. <laughs>